Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And like we do at the end of every year, we like to look back and see what the best moments of the year were. When a hundred years down the line, what will go down from 2021 in a book known as the History of Cricket? We always try to pick five, and it was so difficult to pick five. So let's just go through the short list first of what we didn't pick, and the ones that we did pick will then become even more special. There were so many retirements this year. Dwayne Bravo, one of the greatest death bowlers of all time, has retired. Chris Gale hasn't officially retired, but you don't know whether you'll see the Universe boss play again. I don't know if he'll get picked in the IPL auction. He's over 40 now. He hasn't been picked for the West Indies. It's a shame if we never see him again. He's got over 14,000 runs. He's by far the most destructive batsman to ever play the game. Another batsman who's redefined the way we look at batting, a genuine 360-degree player. A.B. de Villiers also said goodbye to the game. Retirements, definitely in Individual performances as well. Ajaz Patel got 10 wickets in a single innings in a test match. It's only the third time that that's happened in the history of the game. Mohamed Rizwan has got over 2,000 runs in the calendar year. Joe Root has got 1,000 runs more than the next best batsman in that English test side. We need to do an entire podcast just on English test cricket at the moment. It's something the cricketing world should be very worried about. Joe Root is carrying the English batting lineup on his back right now. It's incredible to see the way he's performing. Kyle Myers carried the West Indian batting lineup against Bangladesh, a fifth day turning track in Dhaka, chasing nearly 400. Kyle Myers gets a double ton on debut. There were so many incredible moments. So, the five that I've picked are actually events. The first, India beating Australia. Not in Test cricket at the beginning of the year, that will come later, of course, but in women's cricket. If you look at all international cricket across the world today, one will see that the greatest team at the moment is not New Zealand, it's not Australia. It's the Australians women cricket team. They haven't lost a single one-day game since the last World Cup. That was until a few months ago, when Smriti Mandana and Jullan Goswami decided to put Australia to the sword. And though India lost that series 2-1, it was a disappointing result for Australia because they should have won 3-0. With the kind of talent that India has, they're not nearly performing the way they should be. They should be among the best teams in the world. As of now, they're not. But beating Australia was special. Ending their winning streak was special. And as an Indian fan, I was incredibly proud of the way the Indian women's team performed. Then, the return of cricket to Pakistan. For our game to flourish into the future, cricket needs to survive in the subcontinent. The subcontinent is now the home of cricket. It's where all the fans are. And no fans are as passionate as Pakistani cricket fans. And I thought South Africa touring Pakistan the West Indies touring Pakistan. Sri Lanka had already toured Pakistan a few years ago. New Zealand have tours scheduled, as do England. There's some big tournaments like the Champions Trophy scheduled in Pakistan. I think the Z emergence of Pakistan is a safe venue where in a bio-bubble international cricket can take place has been incredibly special. Then the final of the World Test Championship. So, Test cricket for the longest time has needed context. It's a sport that's dying. Outside of India, Australia and New Zealand, Test cricket isn't looking too good. It's expensive to have five days of cricket in a row. The TV coverage just isn't there anymore. And in England, which is the home of cricket, in the peak Test cricket season this year, you had the 100, which was a white ball league. So Test cricket is dying, especially in the home of cricket. And I thought the World Test Championship just added a little bit of context to a sport that desperately needed it. Maybe the way that it was done wasn't the best way. You just 
plonk a, a single test match into the middle of an already packed international calendar. Two weeks of bio bubbles on either side. It wasn't executed in the best way, but I think just the context attached to it was incredible. New Zealand finally winning an ICC tournaments. 2019, they technically didn't lose the World Cup. 2021, they made the final of the T20 World Cup. And 2021, they won the World Test Championship. The best men's team in the world at the moment has to be New Zealand. Then the T20 World Cup and the way Australia won it. There was something very special about the way this Australian team played in the T20 World Cup. The Australian line, as I like to call it, has been a line of what teams deem acceptable behaviour on the field of play. The Australian line was always a line other teams were not willing to cross. They felt it was a, it was a stretch too far and Australia always flirted with that line. They were constantly on the wrong side of it and Australia were termed as the bullies of international cricket. The brash guys, you really don't want to play against. And then this Australian team came to the T20 World Cup and they were told that you have the freedom to play the way you want to play and behave the way you want to behave. You don't have to fit into this mold that Australian cricketers are viewed in. And that team went on to win the World Cup. No one had Australia in their semi-finalists, let alone ultimate champions. Yes, Pakistan were amazing in that World Cup. New Zealand made the final, but it was Australia that made that tournament special. There's no question about what the number one moment has to be. India winning at the Gabba, the breaching of the fortress, as Australian fans call it. India had no business winning that test match or that series. You start in Adelaide in December 2020. India play very well in the first innings, but then get bowled out for 36. The lowest total in Indian test match cricket history. The captains going home. Five or six players are injured. If you aren't picked for the squad because of injury, niggles, bio-bubbles. And India go to Melbourne, really with half a side. And somehow, through a magnificent captain's knock by Ajinkya Rahane, sneak out a win over there. But you lose Jaspreet Bumrah, your best bowler. You go to Sydney and Ravi Chandan Ashwin and, Ma- and Hanuma Vihadi fight with their lives. Quite literally, Vihadi's hamstring was gone after that. Ashwin's back was broken. Jadeja's hand was broken. He was taking painkiller injections in case he had to go out to bat. India survive in Sydney, go to go to Brisbane and when you reach Brisbane, you're told that you don't have enough players in the squad so your net bowlers have to play. So Washington Sundar and Shardul Thakur are drafted into the side. India go and a young Indian team led by two very contrasting personalities, Chiteshwar Pujara and Rishabh Pant, in terms of their style of play, go and beat an Australian side which has the best quartet of fast bowling in the world. Australia hadn't lost in the Gabba at over in over 33 years and an Indian team with an overall test match experience of under 50 tests went and beat them. Remember, that Indian bowling lineup had 13 wickets amongst the five of them. Four of those wickets were Rohit Sharma's wickets. He was playing as a batsman. The Australian bowling lineup had over 1,013 wickets. The number one fast bowler was in that lineup. And as of now, three out of those four bowlers are in the top 10 ranked bowlers in Test Match cricket. And Rishabh Pant, along with a little bit of help from his friends, chased down 330 at the Gabba. The breaching of Fortress Gabba has to be the number one moment in 2021 in world cricket. Cricket. cricket prevailed over the course of a pandemic, of course. I think that was the overarching theme of 2021, where the beauty of live sport can't be matched by anything else. And cricket has once again shown that sport provides joy to people's lives, especially during difficult times. And I think that's made 2021 a historic year in the history of our game.